0: Welcome to the History Podcast. That's the History Podcast. The. blogspot.com. Always coming in with that V the there. I like Making it. sure I like that people remember it. Check us out. Subscribe on iTunes. Check us out. Subscribe on Stitcher. Probably iTunes, though. It seems to be the catch-all for podcasts. Or if you've got one of these really nice cars. You probably aren't listening to our show if you've got a really nice car. <laughs> I do. I would like to know the demographics of... The really median, car the median income of our <laughs> listeners. Because if it's really high, why don't you guys give us some money? Maybe we need to get some donations. We're doing this for yeah, really? pro bono. We're doing this free for you to help out. Yeah. Um, all right. So today, this might turn into a bit of a series, and I can see this as a series, even though every series of podcasts we start out uh, really go for one or two, and then we just <laughs> move on. Man, man.
1: But uh, we do have a couple of series of blog of uh, posts.
0: So, coming. Yeah, yeah, you've done a really good job about keeping those up. So today, in our "Why It's Hated" series, I want to get into NASCAR vitriol.
1: NASCAR vitriol. Hey, um, off air, I've got something I got to send you about uh, NASCAR. I need to. Uh, this could turn into some some. This will help. This will help. What I'm going to send you. All
0: right. So the NASCAR On season there, is, there. is about oh, to, the NASCAR season is about to start. So keeping the topic related. Maybe we'll do one on wrestling. I don't know. What are some other topics? Hockey was something I was thinking about. Things that you hear a lot of people criticize and hate. We can just type this stuff into Google or into figure Twitter. skating. is there a lot of vitriol towards figure skating? I it doesn't don't Doesn't have like to be it sports. I, I mean know maybe you there's love it, I love figure skating. I don't mind figure skating. I can watch it. You I, don't don't, man, I don't love it, but I remember my mom would always watch it growing up, and I kind of like, understand it. Whiplash, goat-herding monkey is much a <laughs> <alive>. lie. <laughs> much of a lie. All right, let's get to NASCAR, and <laughs> I'm going to go through some of, basically just Googled up a lot of the arguments against NASCAR and the reason why people hate it. And you've heard this stuff probably over the years, and I don't know if there is a silver bullet. There never is a silver bullet in anything you want to discuss usually. I don't know, sometimes, it's hard to say, but in terms of NASCAR, there's probably a lot of reasons why people don't like it, so let's start going through some of them, and maybe some of them, maybe not connect with their audience, but anyway, let's go into it, and I'm going to them at you, and see what your response is, and then I'll kind of go into it, so the first argument being that these are not stock cars, what, what is your, and, and those that aren't NASCAR fans, the idea of a stock car is that, at the very early days of NASCAR, when you go back to the Junior Johnson Junior, yeah, Junior Junior Johnson, Eddie. and eh, maybe Lee Petty, well, you yeah. go back to the very early days, the Fireball Roberts, these cars that they were racing in the NASCAR circuit was a stock car, I meaning you got it off the lot, you drove it down to the track, and you raced it. You made some modifications, but they were mainly racing the cars that you see on the street. It's not that way today, but yet it's still called stock car. And so one of the complaints you hear is those things are not stock cars. Your thoughts, Mr. Lincoln? Did we say Mr. Jackson, Mr. Lincoln? These are not our real names.
1: No, you didn't. I, don't I just did. Go ahead, Mr. Lincoln. Okay. Uh, you know that's we've talked about that around, around the lunch table at my job uh, many times as the idea, and it's a hard. Th- you're right. It's a hard sell to tell somebody who is not familiar with stock cars that. You're not gonna buy the same car that Jeff Gordon drives on Sunday. You're not gonna buy the same car. At the same I, you know, time, though, I
0: don't see how that argument still, if you're an uninformed fan, yeah. to really pick on that. Like, well, how did you know that they used to race actual stock cars? What are you a secret NASCAR historian? Because yeah, that is a that's a the only time I can see that being argued is that maybe you used to be a fan. So once again, what were you? What are you? 80 years old? Yeah. How are you gonna pick on the fact that these are not stock? cars. Like, it just—it it doesn't seem like a real criticism to me. Go ahead. I, well, in a way... I see how the stock, like racing stock cars would be cool, but oh once yeah, you dig I a mean, little... I think, and it'd, I be think awesome. it'd be awesome. And you can see something kind of close to that at your local tracks. And You can see... And, and if you did see it, you'd realize this isn't that exciting because a stock car is not going to go much faster than 100 miles per hour. A stock car isn't going to run 200 miles without exploding a stock car is when it gets hit is going to be demolished and the person inside it's going to be killed, which was what was happening in the right. 60s. And if that's what you want, I'm not sure people love the carnage and they love the idea of I can just go get a car and go do that. But, and you can on small tracks. And when you see it, you realize, man, these guys are going maybe 50 miles per hour. And it's really not as exciting as watching cars go 200 miles per hour. Once again, I think that the stock car argument is usually an uninformed argument right. that, you know, if you really got what you wanted, you can see that, but it really wouldn't be as exciting. You pull you run on a 2.5 mile track, you take a stock car out there, it's really not that exciting. And you can see, you oh, know, yeah. Charlotte and these tracks will let you take your car onto the track and run it. But, you know, you want to take your Camaro out there, your Mustang, and run the thing, uh, you know, put the, the needle into the red, have fun, because you're going to destroy your car. Right. It's not built to do that. And Right. And so, you know, what that's where you had the modifications. Like. But the modifications are limited to the point like, all right, well, you know what, jerk? I'll be like the original guys and I'll take the stock car and I'll modify it. Well yeah, right. you can modify every single part of it so it goes faster. And then you had the Guess same what? damn thing that you it's said not a, it's yeah. not a stock car. They've yeah. never really been stock. They've been close to stock. But as people desire more power, more excitement, you they, just it's they a they paradox. Month. You can't it can't exist.
1: And that's where I, I'm with you on there. I, I... I'm a big fan of looking at things, of what they are, and I like it. I like the idea of, okay, let's see what different things we can do. And and, and like I said, we've talked about this at lunch. You can change things on, I mean, it's regulated, but you've got to be right there on the razor thin line of, okay, what can I get away with? Even today with what, you know, like a Dale Earnhardt Jr. car, you know, what can we do to make this within the parameters of NASCAR? What can we do to make them better? And I, I love it. I think it's really cool. It's like, okay, you're going to say that I have to meet such and such qualifications and certifications. Okay. But how can I just barely beat that or change something just a little bit stay just ahead of the rules? I love it. I think it's great. I think, you know, it's an uninformed, you're right. It's an uninformed person who says, well, those aren't stock cars. Yeah, they're not, and they never will. They never really were, and you got to look at now. Okay, they're trying to make things stop, but people are still cheating, and people are still trying to do different things. And that so, idea connects to,
0: to the other part of the argument. The other part of the argument is that there's a disconnect because people see these giant metal-framed cars. Thousands of pounds. It looks nothing like what we drive on the street, even with the, the newest modifications. It's just, it's it's not what we have. And so some people just have a disconnect right there. And, you know, I accept that I understand that they're not racing your Toyota Corolla out there. But we just think that can't exist. The other thing is that because of kind of the growth and the modifications, that they're all racing the same car. And in theory, yeah, it is all similar because you do want to have everyone kind of following the same structure and you know what that's the way every other sport is in the nfl everybody's gonna have 11 players everyone has to spend the exact same money there are the same restrictions on every other sport where you have the same amount of pitchers you have to do everything basically the same and you can right. tweak things a little bit but really the rules in and, and racing are kind of the, the structure is the same in every other sport but the thing is people can see the slight different modifications in, in other sports and understand it because they're inf- informed. Like, hey, this team you know has to have 11 players in the field, but they tend to spread out and pass more, whereas right. this team does a more of a running, and people right. understand that. In NASCAR, the, the modifications are high-level stuff. Like the, the engineering that goes behind these, uh, well, we're talking, one, most of us aren't mechanics. Two, most of us aren't engineers. Three, a lot of this stuff is no longer – turn in a wrench or you don't make adjustments, nuts and bolts style. A lot of it is computer based. Anymore. Right. And so well, it? it is really complex. And even myself, like every year I got to go like, wait, how does adjusting the track bar, how does the tire pressure, how do these minor adjustments, like how does it really work? In football, you never have to relearn the sport. You got it. It's simple. It's just, it's dumbed down. Baseball is dumbed down. There's not like a high level learning, which is once again a paradox because most people think NASCAR is for idiots. Right. Whereas right. if you look at the, the stick and ball sports, those are the ones that are really stick. simple. You, your kids get like when you're a little kid. Yeah. All right, I get football. Four downs, move the ball. Now right. this part's like, wait a second, I don't understand. What's the there's so many numbers they'll throw at you. Right. It's insane. Like just the fact of how do they how do they track how many laps they're doing? You know, things like well, that. But so uh,
1: that's something that they have to deal with. And, and go, go back to, I always think about when, th- when this argument comes up with, uh, you know, modifications, I think about what Cole Trickle says in Days of Thunder. You know, if, unless you're in, the, the cool thing about stock car racing is, is that it's democratic. You can be anybody, and if you've got some knowledge of engineering or computer modifications now, you can you can go out there and run. You don't have to be an Andretti. You don't have to be a uh, you know whoever to win in a stock car race. Because if you if you can figure out a way to do some the same thing that everybody else is doing, but if you can figure out a way to do it better, then you're going to win. Well, and even it does, in
0: that sense, like auto racing. In general, is that way because, hey, say I want to play football, that's not going to happen. Say I want to play hockey, that's not going to happen. Any sport, that's just not available. But if you want to race a car and you want to do that as a hobby or you want to try to make money, it is completely up to you. Go buy a car. Go study. Go learn how to make this car better. Right. And it is a complete open door. And if you really want to go after it, you can climb up the ranks. There are opportunities in every neighborhood to do that. That doesn't exist in any other sport. There isn't that meritocracy, that American dream. You know, that NASCAR, I mean, auto racing is the only really democratic sport. Like you said, the rest are kind of closed off to basically if you weren't born a certain way, it's just not going to happen. Right, right, right. right. I mean, but that, that's the stock car. I mean, let's look at another one. Uh, this one we won't talk too much about because I think it's kind of died down a little bit. Uh, in the 70s, 80s, 90s, earlier this – in the 20th century, uh, NASCAR has been criticized for not being green. But I think they've really done a lot to uh, combat that in the media and through commercials. And I don't think a lot of people – really are upset about nascar's carbon footprint because if you really are measuring nfl and mlb i imagine nascar isn't as bad as people think it is you know you look at major league baseball has 162 games in a season think about all the stuff that goes on in this stadium so I don't,
1: I don't think do you think that's really much of a criticism today not anymore i can see how when we were paying five bucks a gallon for gasoline people could make that argument it was just like hey you know we're paying five hundred bucks or five bucks a gallon for gasoline, but yet these NASCAR guys have enough money to run five hundred laps. And I can see that as being, a, but I, you know, you're right. I think they've done enough to to green the sport up, so to speak, that it's not such a problem. I don't, I don't really think you can. And and you got to look at it too. And the idea is auto racing. You don't go to a horse track and complain about the horses pooping. In fact, you bet on the horse that poops before they go in the pen. It's the same thing. You don't bet on baseball being oh, it's hot up here. I can't watch baseball. So it's the same thing. It's kind of that's what I would tell somebody to shut up about. It's like hey, it's racing. It's, it's auto it just, racing. It, it sounds comes like with the territory.
0: It, it sounds like an outsider looking for a yeah. reason to not. It comes lie. with the territory. So the first two mainly are arguments from the people on the outside. Maybe the stock car argument comes from some loyal fans. This next one would be more of your loyal fans who maybe have faded away from the sport or maybe know of the sport. And that would be that NASCAR is a monopoly. It's been run by the Frances, their whole basically forever, the France family. And they completely, pretty much from top-down control everything for good or for bad. They often often deflect and shut down any criticism from them uh, to the point that if you want to air any NASCAR type programming you have to basically be nice to them. And if you say anything negative like you know the Speed Channel which is no longer around but basically has been bought by Fox, you know, Speed never was critical of NASCAR. They were always pleasing NASCAR and Fox has pretty much been the same way. They're always in cahoots so some people don't like the idea of this mega monopoly. What are your thoughts on that? Well,
1: it goes back to stock. It goes back to stock. If you've got different people operating um, NASCAR every few years, like baseball, you know, if Bud Stealing was not the um, was not the commissioner of baseball. Do you think Ryan Braun would be uh, uh, suspended? And, yeah, and the, but NASCAR the difference is, abut- is well. But- it, it gives you a set. It, if you know what the Francis are going to do, if you know what they're going to say, yeah, you know how they're going to react. It's
0: different because the teams are kind of separate from Major League Baseball. The players are separate kind of. NASCAR, Bill France, or well, Junior, I can't remember, Junior, yeah. Yeah, he's decides junior. everything. He can make up any decision about where the sport goes, regardless of a team or regardless of a driver. He Which is makes all the
1: decisions. That's a benefit to me. To me, I see that as he is a neutral, as much as neutral can be. He is a third-party person who runs the sport. Whereas, you know, baseball, you're going to get if if your team owner is the commissioner, you might get a little few. You know, you're going to get a little bit here on the side and there. And I, I don't think I don't think the Francis having a monopoly is necessarily a bad thing because uh, you know that they've kept. They've kept the sport alive for as long as they have, and their success is tied to NASCAR's success, and NASCAR's success is tied to their success.
0: Yeah, and the decline of NASCAR, a- though, would be contributed to them well, okay, right? if it doesn't true, go the way you know, it is because you only have one person making all the decisions. I mean, we I- talked about how NASCAR can be very democratic, but also in a way that this is not really controlled by the people. They're not necessarily uh, listening to the people. They're doing what they the guy on top who controls everything. Oh, yeah. well, the
1: thing is,
0: is, that like think about
1: if and, not, if Martinsville
0: not, wants to do something different, they cannot do that. And if Martinsville wants to get together with some other tracks and ask for changes, it's up to Bill France. It's up to him. He owns NASCAR. They own the sport. But it's I don't. Un, that's not no other. There's not another sport like that. The NFL is a collective ownership. NASCAR is owned by France.
1: I it, just don't think those, any business person worth their salt, and obviously they are. They're going to. It's not stick. in his
0: interest to always create the best product. It's in his extra
1: interest just to make himself the most money. Well, but how are you going to make your most money if you don't make the best product? That's an economic. Not necessarily problem. the case, though. Because, well, the comes, though, because a lot of the money comes
0: because a lot of the money comes through. Fox, it's not based on what the people want. It's what Fox is willing to pay for. He serves the corporate sponsors before he serves the public. Because France doesn't make money off of the viewing public; they're the ones who buy tickets from the racetracks. That money doesn't cycle into France. He makes his money off of selling to his corporate cronies. But, well, but- anyway, no, I, I understand. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think no. a small, that's a small. Uh, here's a bigger one that's from the inside. Will be all the, and I'm sure you probably actually agree with this one. Uh, the new tracks that emerged through the 90s and pretty yeah. much took, the tr- took racing from the south uh, to a lot of the – and I agree, too, with – to the 1.5. Now, this is a little more of an expert. I know some people are casual listeners. Basically, they've taken the tracks from the south where they would always been and in a attempt to spread their viewership and make the sport more national, they added tracks in the north or in the midwest or in the west, And most of the tracks are all very similar and kind of boring, even to a very uh, obsessed NASCAR fan. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I'm with you there. Uh, The cool thing about NASCAR, in the beginning at least, was it was a lot like baseball in that every track had its own uh, feel to it, its own personality to it. And just like Wrigley Field is nowhere near Yankee Stadium, Bristol Motor Speedway was nowhere near Daytona. And when you when you start putting places putting tracks in bland places like Phoenix, Arizona, and and making the track the same, Phoenix, Arizona by itself is pretty interesting. Uh, especially when you were in Bristol, Tennessee, Virginia the day you know the week before, that that in of itself is pretty interesting. But then when you make it the same track that you're going to run in Phoenix as that you're going to run in uh, I don't know what's one of the ones that's similar to Phoenix.
0: Uh, Phoenix actually – you, you picked pretty, a bad example right there because yeah. Phoenix has a uniqueness to it. But you're thinking of like Kentucky, Chicago. Yeah, yeah okay. So yeah, these 1.5 tracks that all, right. all look the same. They're kind of in a homogenized place in the country where right. it's just uh, – there's really Chicago nothing land. to it. It's
1: not even in Chicago. It's Chicago bland. Chicago bland,
0: right? yeah. It's uh, more towards – I want to say – not Juliet. It might be more towards Juliet. Kentucky's track uh, – you got a lot of these northern and midwestern, Las Vegas. Yeah.
1: just I, I'm not interested in the
0: same Kansas,
1: racetrack.
0: Yeah. Texas you know, is northern. Texas is southern, but it's still not that exciting. And what's happened is a lot of these smaller, unique tracks have been pushed away. And you've lost a lot of fans that way. Because I mean, oh, yeah. if you're not into NASCAR and you're not considering it at all, and you've probably seen these 1.5 mile tracks. Maybe that's what sticks out. Maybe that's where you're from and you've driven past them. And it is. It's, it's very kind of sometimes non-competitive, bland driving. But the unique races that would probably catch your attention are these smaller tracks where you have these giant cars and a small track smashing into each other, fighting for a room where you get some really interesting driving. And they also have kind of that that Southern charisma, that background, that culture, that history, that places like Chicago who only exist because NASCAR just snapped his fingers and made it happen. And so they've lost a lot of people and even a lot of the new fans – they could probably to this day be doing better if they still had these short tracks that could mm-hmm. attract new fans. The 1.5-mile tracks, when you put them on TV, they're not going to attract More. New, new new people to watch. But these smaller tracks where you got a lot of action, a lot of chaos, where you think to yourself, wait a second. You're putting these giant cars, 43 of them, in a tiny area where they, just makes no sense, and you letting them run at 90 to 150 miles per hour on some tracks. That's insane. Right, it, and you get okay. to watch that insanity play out, and it's exactly what you think would happen. But when you put them out on a spread out one point five mile per hour, one point five mile track, and, and you and I saw this last year at Charlotte, it's just it's kind of lap turning. You know, it's like people right. like going, It's like watching Olympic races. You know, you ever watch a long distance Olympic race? It's like all right, yeah. these dudes okay. are just running. He's running.
1: He's running.
0: Okay. All right, change hand, come back. He's running. And it's just like all right, they're running. They're not going to bump into each other, and there maybe something will happen to you.
1: Well and even if you go if you go past just the T V viewers and, and go to the, the the pavement pounder fans, you, you kinda had a sense that, that going to a different track it was kinda like you would collect the tracks, you know. For the longest time I'd only ever been to Bristol, but then, you know, my dad and I got a wild hair and we went to Charlotte one time. Yeah, and that's that one of the, the beautiful things about that baseball. Was the cool thing. Yeah, you know, it's the same thing with baseball, and even more so minor league baseball. It's like, okay, hey, I'm going to get a wild hair. I'm going to go see the Winston-Salem dash play. And then the next week, I'm going to go see, you know, whoever go play. It's the same thing with the NASCAR tracks. It was like, hey, we're going to go. We got a wild hair. We're going to Charlotte. And,
0: and, and I then, sort of, let's move forward. Yeah, it's long. But we kind of alluded to this one. Here's another idea: the races are too long, and we kind of mentioned that with the <laughs> 1.5 mile tracks, they are. And I'll agree with a lot of people that you know, NASCAR could do itself a favor by shortening these races a little bit. But if you shorten the races, you're going to sell less in advertising, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they are a little long. I will.
1: Uh, you know, I see. I'm going to so kind of disagree with you, just a smidge on that one. And here's why: look at when NASCARs. Predominantly aired on TV Sunday afternoon. If you think about it, that's a prime time. You're going to get a guy who says, "Okay, I'm going to come home from church. I'm going to eat lunch." I, I or, agree with
0: you for. A, and then I'm going to take a the most of it. But if, if, I'm, if I'm speaking for the people who don't like mascot, people who are looking for a criticism. The people that don't okay. want to get into I, it, I, then I agree with them. They are a little long, and there could be some races to that are a little bit shorter. And I know there are some that are shorter, but not really. You know, they, they shorten the distance, but that doesn't change the time of the race. You could maybe pull some of those fans in. Now, I clearly agree with you. I don't mind these long races because you and I are fans. Now, you're not as much a fan as I am today, but then again, that's kind of switched over the years. But yeah. I think that is a legitimate criticism from a casual
1: or from casual a listener. I can see that. Because it is. it, it turns into. Okay, they're driving in a circle. They're making yeah. a land turn. And, like and, and
0: on some tracks, some tracks, like we said, there's 1.5 mile tracks. Yeah, it, it seems like an eternity. But if you watch the Daytona 500, it's, which is coming up, that won't seem like a long race. If you watch a short track race at Bristol, at Martinsville, uh, at uh, Richmond, it won't seem like a long race. What happened right there? It sounds like someone just hit you with a billy club, got crowbarred, was been knocked playing out. Playing finger football. Okay, so uh, let's jump over to another one. I don't want this to go too long. Fixing races. Uh, NASCAR has often been criticized, and this was probably for more of the insiders who have turned on NASCAR, that they manipulate cautions. Yeah, that happens. But I don't think that's a big... Uh, I think a lot of people who hold conspiracy theories and criticize NASCAR and despise it for its uh, you know, uh, manipulative nature are the same people who love it for the same reason. You know, People who... Hate NASCAR because it's dirty and it cheats. Also love it because it's dirty and there's cheating.
1: Well, and and here's here's my response. And it goes back to the last question: Is is okay? So you don't like manipulating caution, but then you're going to complain about it being boring. And, and it's the same thing you just said. You're going to complain about it being a bunch of laps running, but then when they stop traffic and they get everybody bunched back together, so there can be some racing. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna complain about that too. It's like bitching if your water's wet.
0: You yeah. Yes. I agree with you there. Let's so let's move on to the last yeah. one, which is kinda of bit of the lead. We buried it. Which is probably the main reason. The real reason that people don't like NASCAR because they pretty much do not get it, although we've all raced cars and we all understand it. <laughs> Some of us either don't get it or just refuse to get it, and, and we'll make a reference to what we just talked about. A lot of people say it's not a sport. Well, I don't care about sport. I hate that there's this idea of sport, and there's certain things that fall into this category, and there's certain things that don't fall into this category. It's really the stupidest argument in the world. No one cares. Just uh, say it's not athletic, well, to anyone that yeah, doesn't right. think it's nice, it. well, uh, here's what I would ask them to do. Go race a go-kart for an hour. <laughs> See how your body feels. Now think about racing I'm still uh, 3, I'm 2,000. Still 2000 yeah, right, like race a stock car that weighs exponentially more, and race it at two hundred miles per hour for four hours, and tell me that you're not an athlete. So, and and it's been proven time and time again. Every time someone criticizes it, they put them in the stock car and they run them around. And they realize, okay, never mind. I was wrong. And really, if you don't think it's athletic or doesn't take any skill, just go get a go-kart. And you don't even have to do a road course go-kart. Just do circles. Just do (laughs) circles as fast as you can for an hour. And then tell me how you feel afterwards. Tell me that it doesn't wear your body down. Now, do that every week and do that several times a day. And, and, and at
1: times in 150-degree weather and at times some pretty cold weather. Exactly. Too. Yeah.
0: So I think a lot <laughs> of it is, A, it's ignorance, and B, unwilling to educate themselves and, and, and find reasons to say eh, this and that. And I understand it is difficult to under, understand the makeup of a car. And what goes into a car, and when you see it running around circle after circle, you just don't get that. You don't understand it. There's not easy statistics that you can see, like, oh, this guy runs a 3.740, or this guy does this and that, or this guy's got muscles that I can actually see that make him bigger than the other guy, or, he's six foot five, the other guy's six foot. You know, there's no tail of the right. tape because it, it's high level stuff. But here is my, you know, this might not be right. I kind of buried this. But here is a theory of mine of why NASCAR has not seen the explosion that you know football and basketball have seen in the years. You ready for this?
1: Let's go for it.
0: Video games. If you go back to the early 90s and we see this giant explosion of people loving the NFL or NBA – during the nineties and into the two thousands, they had big time video games that promoted the sport, that taught the sport, that showed people the X's and O's of football. A lot of people now understand zone, they understand blitzes, they understand all the different formations. NASCAR has never had a successful game that taught racing. They've never had a game that breaks down stock. Now there have been successful racing games, but most of those games are just you're just racing. It doesn't teach the sport of NASCAR or or the game of NASCAR, whichever you want to call it. But I want to connect the the failure for NASCAR to continue its growth that experienced in the 70s and 80s and early 90s. That didn't keep happening because they never had a sport. They never had a game to bring in the young audience. Every game that NASCAR has ever released, except for one, which I think was NASCAR Heat or something like that in 2004, which only had one game. And you can't get it anymore. They only released one in the series, and then they changed distributors. And you can probably buy it online for like three thousand dollars now. But NASCAR's never had that to teach a sport to to get that young audience. So I don't know. You think that's crazy? Uh,
1: no. Again, because you're hitting on video games, and I haven't slotted on video games. But I, I I can see how that is. Plus, it is it's it's a pretty complicated sport to to get your brain around. Like we've said. So it'd be kind of hard to put that into a format that anybody would pay attention to, uh, who's not already interested in it. You know, I I I can't you can't really fault NASCAR for not having a video game because it would be a really hard video game to to produce and to make to make it. And and they've done
0: things, but once again, it's hard to get the the nascent NASCAR participant or fan to get into the yeah because. Well, and I've even played this with some of the games that they've released, which are actually pretty decent, but when you're talking about changing tire pressure, you're talking about adjusting track bars, you're talking about uh, all kinds of different ratios, high-level engineering stuff that you have to adjust – to make your car as competitive as other cars. Whereas in football, you just plug it in, like, all right, that play looks good. And as you play the game more and more, you kind of realize, all right, that's how that play works or how that works. Right. In NASCAR, I mean, we're talking about adjusting things by a, a millimeter or, or a percentage. Right. And the the learning curve, it's just too steep. How do you make a NASCAR game that that is a simulation but also can bring in – the the new audience and I, I don't think it's possible because it's, and right. i think that's why they failed
1: and if you're gonna if you're that interested in it then you're gonna find some way to be involved in nascar anyway like you're yeah, gonna be or, one of the guys turning the wrenches and actually adjusting tires. Well, and,
0: and they have it and they have iracing.com which is there is a lot of people that want that experience and want to dive headfirst into it and love mm-hmm. and they actually nascar bought that and so a lot of people don't talk about this, but you know, there's the Camping World Truck Series, there's the Nationwide Series, and then there's the Sprint Cup Series. But there actually is a fourth series. I mean there's the minor leagues, but NASCAR also bought iRacing.com, which is a video game series mm-hmm. in which they have real tracks and they have intense real league with money prizes for races each week. But it's not for the new fan. It's for people who absolutely understand engineering, people who get into message boards and discuss that are diehard fans, which are a small percentage of NASCAR fans that really break it down. Anyway, I don't know. What do you think will be the next series? I mean, I could – Next in the lucky. why is it hated series? This one was been um, long. It shouldn't be this long. Soccer?
1: Oof. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Both of those would be like, yeah, you going to? Are you going to yeah. defend Soccer? I can't. I, that's that's why it needs to be on the series. I can't defend this crap. I can defend NASCAR because I, I, you know, am a passing fan. Maybe we could get a guest to come yeah, on and defend. Yeah, if anyone soccer. wants
0: to defend soccer,
1: please contact. I can it.
0: get soccer going in, in moments, definitely during the World Cup. Where'd I you go? Play. I can, I can, I can uh, push up interest in myself, but it is hard for me to do. Outside of the World Cup. But hopefully one of our listeners will definitely want to join us and talk and defend soccer and explain soccer vitriol. But it doesn't have to be sports related either. It can be anything. People who just – Sneakers. I don't think I've sneaker vitriol. But there's things that people – yeah, why not? Anyway, thanks for joining us. the TheHistoryPodcast.blogspot.com. The- Please subscribe on iTunes. we got a handful of podcasts to release. Um, got more coming your way, and hopefully we're going to get some uh, a little bit better quality. We're working on making some investments into the podcast. Check out uh, the writings on our blog from Mr. Lincoln and from myself, although I haven't really kicked any out there recently. Also, check out DegenerationNation.com, a lot of interesting articles, some about daily fantasy sports, some just about random miscellaneous topics. Check it out. Hey. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys.